Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Before we dig into this juicy topic, I wanted to let you guys know that not only has our website finally updated, but our Blueprint coaching program has actually updated as well. It also includes one-on-one coaching with me. So for those of you that really have wanted to start a nonprofit or a service-based business, but you just need to know the steps. You need to know what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What's the next step? I really don't know how to get started or where to get started. This program is actually what we've used to help over 4,000 nonprofits receive over $11 million in funding. And I would absolutely love to work with you. So head on over to the website, check out our services, check out our packages, and then also download our free nonprofit crash course, which goes over the basics of starting a nonprofit as well. All right, guys, I'll see you over there and we'll jump right into this topic. Hello, Earth Angels, and welcome to another episode of the Service Driven Life Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, two guests actually, and our youngest guest who is coming on. He started a nonprofit at a very young age, but I'm going to let him tell you all about it. Go ahead and introduce uh, yourself to to our nonprofits. Hello, everybody. My name is Jackson Turner. I am 15 years old, and I grew up in Plano, Texas. And I've started a nonprofit charity called Never Too Young to Care at the young age of 10. And I've continued on my ministry and it has allowed me to be here with you today. And I'm Lakesey. I am his employee. (laughs) 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 That's not getting paid. I'm his mother and I enjoy watching Jackson do what he loves to do. So I'm his biggest cheerleader. And thank you for having us today, Mrs. Clark. No problem. So how did it start? How did you guys get into the nonprofit space? Well, my nonprofit charity started at 10 years old, going into my 11th birthday. Whenever mommy asked me what I wanted to do for my birthday, and that's whenever I finally decided I would like to feed the homeless a hot Easter dinner meal. And I told my mom about it, and she's like, chips and sandwiches. And I was like, no, a hot meal like we do for Easter. And all from there, we called up different homeless shelters until one finally said yes. And we went to Dallas Life Homeless Shelter in downtown Dallas, and we fed 350 people. And with my amazing community, we were able to raise $12,500. Oh, my goodness. I need to have my tambourine right now. That is awesome. (laughs) That is amazing. And that just goes to show you that something can be a dream and a thought. And then you just have to take those action steps to start to manifest that thing. Because did you have any idea that you would be feeding over 300 people? No, ma'am, not at all. Wow. And Easter is coming right up. So this is almost like the anniversary of how things started. Are you guys prepared for this Easter? Yes, ma'am. This will be my fifth annual year and I'm excited. That is awesome. That is awesome. What made you say that you wanted to feed? Um, what, what what sparked that desire? I mean, a lot of our nonprofits have children and they're like, or should I be asking you, Lakesy? <laughs> they're like, I would love for my child to want to be involved in the community. Was this something natural or is this something that was maybe sparked by something that you saw? I mean, he says it was due to seeing people on the streets being homeless and begging for food. So instead of 
birthday presents. He asked everybody to pitch in five bucks. His friend said he had a party and he raised $12,500. And he did a lot though. He not only fed the 350 people, but he provided socks and face paint for the kids, um, hygiene supplies. So there was a lot that went into it. So, I mean, he thinks everything through completely. So sometimes it's kind of mind blowing. Right, and my mom inspired me for caring because whenever I was little, my mom would always cook for the family events, including especially Easter. And that just really inspired me to care for others and not just myself. Wow, that is awesome. Everybody have your child watch this or listen to the, listen to the podcast. That is awesome. <laughs> now, I'm learning too, Ms. Clark. I, I'm, I am learning too. He, You're learning too? Wow. Yes, and you know up. what? You know what? Kids do come in and they start to, and it's great that you have, when you have parents that allow children to stretch themselves and do some of the things that they're passionate about and for them to have that space to do that because some may just have been like not really paying attention to it like oh okay or we'll do that soon but never really putting the action behind it so I commend you being a good space to support the nonprofit as well yes ma'am thank you absolutely let's talk a little bit about some challenges have you guys had any challenges since starting the nonprofit and how did you overcome them well, one of the challenges was just being able to spread the word. It doesn't matter how you may come off to people. People see you by what you look like. And I've always thought to myself or remembered from now on is that no means next. And that really just carried on to all my next projects. And just especially just giving out flyers, putting them on windows, or even just coming up to talk to people. I never really talk to people as much. My mom can explain about that, but I'm usually like self-centered and kind of keep things to myself. But my mom has definitely pushed me to like help spread the word to others. Okay. And so as you started to spread the word to other people and talk more, does it become easier? Yes, ma'am. Definitely. <laughs> Every time. And well, guys, go ahead. I'm sorry. He was, I don't think you were self-centered, but more or less quiet, maybe reserved. But then that and quickly evolved into calling mayors and, uh, you know, people from the news stations and asking them to sell lemonade with him during this. So things that I wouldn't do, he does on a whole nother level. So um, wow. himself to, to just get out there and ask. Like he said, no me next. Go to the next one. You have to at least take that first step of asking, of reaching out, of making the call. So many times I've had nonprofits that um, I'll talk to and they'll be like, oh, I'm struggling a little bit with funding or getting participation or, and I'll be like, okay, well, who do you want to work with? What do you want to apply for? And they'll be like, oh, I haven't really reached out to anybody yet. So it's so important for you to take that even, and it's good to hear that that's not something that comes natural for you. I'm actually a natural introvert and people always are shocked when they hear that, but I'm like, I make myself get out here and talk about what I'm doing because it means so much to me and to the communities that I serve. We brought in a lot of funding, but most importantly, that funding has provided food, shelter, clothing, um, a way of escape for women coming out of domestic violence, all kinds of things. And so um, we want to make sure that that next person or young person that has that nonprofit idea feels like it's something that's easier for them to attain. So I'm like, 
I just got to, I fumble my words often. Anybody following me for a long time know that. <laughs> you, know, okay. you, just, you just get out there and, you know, most, most importantly, remember that everybody makes mistakes and, you know, that's natural for you to fumble up sometimes, but that's such a good tip right there for people to just take that next step and reach out. And I happen to know that you guys have actually partnered, like you said, mayors. I just found out in one of the videos, you got a letter from Obama. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Partner with Target, um, a couple of restaurants, Luby's, Walmart, all of these places because you were willing to open your mouth and talk about the need. So that is awesome. That is awesome. So that was the biggest challenge was getting out there and talking to people. Yes, ma'am, definitely. And um, I guess... Mm, yes, man. That, that's that's the main. If you I'm just saying, sometimes the fundraising doesn't always cover everything, and so God has blessed me to have two jobs. So when He does come up short, I'm able to, you know, still allow Him to meet His goal without struggling or being embarrassed that He wasn't yeah. able to um, still cover whatever His His goal was. 100 kids, 200, whatever it is. So we we just work hard together and make it work that's a blessing yeah and that's a blessing that you actually have the resources somewhere to be able Mm -hmm. to take care of the different things and now you're actually partnered with Clark at Clark and we're going to be helping you with some grant writing because (laughs) you guys have done so much in the community honestly one of the biggest tips that I would give to nonprofits is to really focus on impact and that's what exactly what you guys have been doing. If you focus on impact and then start applying for funding, the process is smooth because one of the main things that funders are trying to see is, is this funding really going to go to the community? Is it really going to go to a good cause? Do they already have ties in the community? Have they already, is, there, is this something that they can say, hey, this is what we've been doing. I can show you proof or I can present to you my Facebook page where you can see the different things we've been doing in the community or are we funded just an idea? And so you guys have done the hard part of making that impact, getting out there, getting weaved into the community, and then it makes the funding a lot easier. So I'm excited about that. Yay. Yeah. Well, I do teach Jackson and make sure that he's always transparent, always allow people to see exactly where their monies are going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, anything else you can add to that? Just part of that, just um, not... Like, like asking for consent of photos, like at the homeless shelter, just like to show the behind the scenes. That's a, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. That's like, a the, like packing the backpacks and the fact that we make sure that we get everything off of the Plano ISD list and also just doing the, um, wrapping the presents and stuff like that. It was on the news station. I mean, a news lady came in here, she started rapping. She's like, uh-uh, I don't want to do, do this much anymore. <laughs> Because it's what a lot. Of- <laughs> you want to wrap the presents? And when she started wrapping presents with them, she's like, "I'm done. Like I'm tapped." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And just showing them behind the scenes. A lot of people have that challenge because like you said, people who are getting help sometimes don't want to be on camera or want their picture taken, but that's where you can put in the behind the scenes. And Jackson has one picture, I think on his social media somewhere or either website where he's surrounded by all of these backpacks and (laughs) just, it's just a great picture because it's able to show what you're doing without necessarily, um, 
um, putting the people on camera who don't want to be on camera. Another thing your mom was telling me was with the backpacks that you guys um, specifically picked out some of the higher quality backpacks, which I thought that was a really, and not to mention, she was saying that it's the same backpack that you also carry. Yes, ma'am. I thought that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Definitely take the sponsorship from Puma if they ever like to. <laughs> Puma, all right. Look at look at you. <laughs> Throwing it on out there. There you go. You you got the opening your mouth thing and speaking and asking down pat. I don't know why you get those um, high end, you know, backpacks. Right. It's something that I would want to wear. It's it's fashionable. It's it's really strong. And on top of that, it's just really great and useful for anything. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you go to school and you don't feel like you're the only person there or not, not that, um, it's hard to explain. I know exactly what you mean. I actually did a couple of backpack drives and I was telling your mom, I did one and that, you know, the backpacks were not this quality. They were just getting a lot of them, which I totally understand. Um, but some of the kids did have challenges because they didn't want to wear the backpacks because they felt like, oh, okay, me wearing this backpack, all the kids kind of know that I need to get helped out. And so it is important sometimes if you can to be able to provide things that you would also want to wear. And, you know, the proof is in the pudding because it's something that you actually wear. So that's awesome. By the way, guys, I know this is a podcast, so you don't get to see this, but Jackson is styling and profiling. He keeps a bow tie on, a blade. Side note question, where did you get this nice, fancy, spiffy style from? Ever since I could walk, I've always worn a blazer. Oh, wow. Yes, ma'am. And there's even photos, black and white. This just ever since. And I just feel that it's presidential. And whenever I get older, I like to become the president so I can make have a bigger platform to help more people in my community. You're on the way. That is awesome. That is awesome. Got your letter of recommendation and everything. (laughs) That is a great goal. And wouldn't it be awesome to have a president that their heart is for the community with this type of story that really is about helping the community and helping others. So that's awesome. That's a great goal. Remember this date, hashtag NYTC 2035. (laughs) All right, there you go. (laughs) Start that campaign. Start that campaign. Put it on out here. We're going to bring this back. <laughs> 2035. Man, we need to, Mr. That we is need awesome. <laughs> What'd you say, Lakesi? We need to check that year. Make sure it's legit. It's the right. Sounds like he's researched. <laughs> so I like his research too. All right. So the last couple of questions for you. Number one is, is there anything you wish you would have known before you got started? Um... Not, not much like the, just, just like, just like the trouble of going through all the work really it's it's, it's nothing that I wish I would have known. It's everything is like just amazing. Just it really just warms my heart. I should have known that I was going to be crying because this family came up to me or the mom and she let me know that it was her first time that her four children have ever had brand new shoes. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. It's just like, how many, just know that not, you never know what people could be homeless or in a certain situation. It could be your friend, family member, or someone closest to you and you never know. 
Absolutely. And what they say is a lot of people, they say, I, I forget the percentage, but it's a large percentage. They're like, most people are one missed paycheck, one family member lost job away from being homeless, you know? So one of the reasons a lot of people from my community know that one of the th- the reasons why I'm so passionate about the nonprofit community is because uh, me and my family had to be in a shelter at one point in time. And so, you know, having that experience, I'm like, I really want to be able to touch people because a lot of times people think it's certain type of people that um, experience that. And it's absolutely not. So that's a good, yeah, that's a good thing to, to kind of wish you would have known just the impact that you would have, because sometimes you have a vision of what's going to take place, but everything never unfolds exactly how your vision is. A lot of times how it sounds with you is it unfolded even better, which is awesome. Awesome. Any other tips you would give specifically to nonprofits, but kids as well. Like if there's another kid who's like, you know what, I want to do something in the community too. Is is there any tip that you would give them to get, to getting started or anything that we missed? One tip that I would give is to find someone who's going to be there for you and encourage you to keep going. And also just do what's on your heart and have a passion for it. So it doesn't matter if you just want to go help homeless families, do feeding, or if you want to make shirts or something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. ever cause you like, just have that passion for it. And number three, always remember that no means next and not everyone's going to fall in behind you. Mm. I love that. I love that no means next, because if, you, if you're just willing to crumble, it's there's adults, Jackson. That's a wonderful, mature um, um, thing to already kind of have um, understood or whatnot. There are adults that hear one no and that stops them from, you know, uh, I guess it's not working out or even five no's. You know what I mean? You know how many people are in this world who may want to help, who may want to support and things like that. I love that no means next. That's great. I'm going to, I'm going to start utilizing that. (laughs) And not my motto. I guess my motto is always make God, try to always make God proud. Try to always make God proud. I love that as well. Wow. That is awesome. I'm so impressed. Like I said, our youngest person that we've interviewed that has started a nonprofit is absolutely amazing. And you set a standard for other kids um, to know that they can start at any age. There's actually a, um, a, a scripture that um, that talks about, don't let other people judge you because of your age. That's the paraphrase yeah. version, <laughs> but it's yeah. in there somewhere. But just basically that, you know, just because you're a certain age doesn't mean that you can't get out and start following your passions and your dreams whenever it is that you decide to do that. So you're definitely a living example of that. Thank you so much. And also another thing that I say is there's never a certain rule that tells you that you're not allowed to start helping people at a young age or start caring for others. And that's always been my charity name, Never Too Young to Care, and to watch to see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to play this for my son. He's seven. And whatever mom and stuff like that say, well, I want to help too. Or um, my son's 35. He needs to be helping now. I was like, like, you're never too old there either. Never too old. There you go. Never too old. Never too young. Absolutely. Where can people um, donate or link up with you guys? We know you're in Dallas, Texas. Um, But what's your website? My website is n2y2c.org. 
N number two, Y number two, C dot org. That is awesome, guys. And we will also have that over in the show notes. So you'll be able to link up with him if you didn't get any of that as well. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. For having us. It was an honor to be able to be on here. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or would like assistance with your nonprofit or business development, please let me know by sending me a direct message on our Instagram page at Tracy Angelica Clark. I would love to hear from you and I'll catch you in the next one.